This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating, even though it's a quarantine and most of you aren't really dating in the traditional sense. How... Are you? <laughs> I said what's happening? What's, what's happening? going on in your worlds? Are you <laughs> bored? We are. Yeah. I mean, Liza, you, you know, kind of had this a few weeks ago, but I'm coming up on this, you know, school is ending, my internship ended, and what is next? TBD, I don't know. Uh, I just, I'm a little bit worried about having a more open schedule because the yeah. busy pace of things was keeping me thinking, this isn't bad. I can handle this. I do my walk and then I, you know, I do my work and then I go on this other walk. And then now I just feel a little scared. No, it's very, I mean, it's always really hard to have unstructured time. I feel like unstructured time uh, shows you what your personality is. <laughs> Oops, Sorry, I just literally inhaled an orange peel from my drink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It, you know what? It happens. Keep it in. Keep it, it in. It is Super a thing. gross. Okay. Um, yeah. Unstructured time is like, it, it really brings out, I think, my own personal demons. It's very like, okay, Liza, are you a lazy piece of shit or are you a good productive member of society? And there's no, like no in between. But it's been good. Because of that, I feel like it's been good having unstructured time because I've realized that neither of those things are completely true and I have moments of touching both of those poles but really it's just this is a really weird tricky time where all of our lives have been interrupted in a massive way and we just do the best we can every day yeah and I'm really struggling you know you're all listening to this right after Memorial Day we've been trying to record really close to the release dates of our episodes episodes just to make sure you know we are attuned to what's going on in the world but I am struggling a little bit, and especially with Memorial Day around the FOMO. I, you know, I have seen some Instagram stories of people in other states where they are literally at restaurants, and that is not in my future in any way, shape, or form here in LA. And I, the FOMO is, it's there's some FOMO and then some angst about it. I just the fact that we're not all in this together anymore is a struggle for me. Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's hard to see people, you know, I have I have friends who are like going on or people I know who are going on vacation and flying. It's like there's some stuff where I'm like it is very confusing and hard when um yeah, it's still tough on the on the coasts, etc. and um in these really densely densely populated areas and scary everywhere, but it, it's yeah, it's very hard to think about what we would be doing this Memorial Day. And I think the whole summer is going to feel like that. Yeah. It's like, well, we are not at the beach. 
No, it's very real. Even though the beaches have opened here in LA, uh, you can't, I don't think you can hang out on them fully and you need to have a mask. I don't know. It's all weird. Not to be a giant complainer. Uh, thank you all for being here and listening. Let's do a little business before we get into the episode. If you're new. Business. Yeah. <laughs> business. If you're new, this started as a 51 first date project. Uh, and I passed the, tor- the torch to other daters, but it's a quarantine now. So we've been keeping it, you know, a mix of content, dating content, quarantine content, consumption corner content and today we're going to start with our consumption corner so what have we been consuming enjoying and then we will answer a listener question and then we will dive into 10 ways we think dating is going to change after this and we will be fully brainstorming them this is not scientific so I don't know I just think everyone's lives are going to change for the foreseeable future and dating specifically I think could be altered significantly. Yes, completely. And we're going to break down different aspects of dating and early dating, especially that may be affected and theorize about how they're going to be affected. Um, But first, Consumption Corner. Yeah, Consumption Corner. What you watching? What am I watching? I'm still watching Vanderpump Rules. What a world we are living in. I think my main Consumption Corner is going to be what I'm listening to. And that is Charlie XCX's new album that she released in quarantine, even collaborated with fans on songs. So all of the music, like there, there, there's a song called Anthem and it is my anthem of quarantine. And that's the one she worked with on, with fans on. And I don't know that just the, the themes are so of the moment that it's very fun to have this like pop album to jam out to. I'm like, when I'm driving in my car, I went on my first car ride in two weeks yesterday. I still haven't filled up my tank since quarantine started. Like, I'm acting like I'm driving every day, but it felt really good. I took the long way um, because I wanted to just drive and listen to music really loud with my skylight, sky roof open, moonroof, sunroof. It feels Um, so normal. I love it. Yeah, that felt good. But I'm consuming that. And then I'm just going to plug – I'm really excited to consume – this week that this comes out, I think the show comes out Friday, season two of Rami, a show on Hulu that I, you know, barely in a tiny baby way contributed to in a way of working on when I was interning at A24, the company that made it. If you haven't seen season one of Rami, I highly recommend it. Uh, he won a Golden Globe, so I feel like that gave it a good boost. Uh, somewhat it's recently. so good. It's so good. Oh. And I also just, I don't know, it feels like the right mix of grounded but lighthearted in certain aspects and it feels like good quarantine content catch up and then you can watch the new season I'm really I'm just really excited for new content I think that's why I'm yeah you know so excited I think they edited Same. some of it remotely etc so I don't know that through any official source I just saw some Instagrams but I'm very excited and love the people I got to help support who made the show so I'm just like I'm just genuinely a pumped person about anything Rami related yeah, that show is so fucking good. And so, uh, it, yeah, it, it's just, I feel like it hits everything the perfect tone. I don't know that those weren't good words for that, but I love, I mean, I love a good, like, it is a half hour comedy, but there's just so much real shit in it. That's like my favorite type of show ever. Um, so that's definitely it. I'm watching a half hour comedy right now that is not, it has no real shit in it. It's extremely absurd. But I'm watching 
uh, Community. Oh, yeah. Which, did you ever get into Community? I have seen it. I'm not super into it. Um, I But I feel like, is it on Netflix now? That's why I heard more. It's on Hulu. Or Hulu. Okay. And I had watched the first two seasons. And it was actually my ex-boyfriend's like favorite show. And so I stopped watching it when we broke up because it reminded me of him and it annoyed me. And um, I just recently started watching the third season, which is where I'd kind of left it off. It is, I think, a really, really funny, well-written show. As with a lot of shows that were happening in like the late aughts, early teens, there are some things that didn't age great. But mm-hmm. mostly it's a really, really sharp, funny, absurd completely ridiculous show they do so many great like concept episodes i just watched an episode where they do it like a law and order episode but it's about someone who smashed their biology project but the whole thing is is written and and um edited like a law and order episode they do great bottle episodes they do an amazing uh they've done episodes where they play paintball where it it's like a paintball a campus-wide paintball game but they shoot it and make it like it's a war movie and it's just amazing like, they play with the form so much and it keeps it so um fresh and fun and it's just some of it is just so dumb it's one of those things where it's like it's dumb in the smartest way and it's there's something very relaxing to me about watching it because it's so absurd, no feelings. It's very escapist and some really I also think like it's such a good talented ensemble cast and obviously like baby Donald Glover is Amazing. uh you know <laughs> just crushing my heart with how cute and funny he is. He's so talented um, in every way. It's just He's it's, so talented. It's, uh, he's so funny on this show. He plays that. like a dumb jock, which is hilarious. Like he plays like a guy who was the the quarterback of his high school football team and he was like the he got everything handed to him and he's like the you know he thinks he's he kind of thinks he's god's gift but he's like really dumb like it's a it's a stereotypical high school jock character but the way he plays it is so smart and funny and crisp and like every one of his jokes is so i just laugh out loud constantly at everything he says and like the facial expressions he gives I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start it again. I have started it and didn't ever not. Yeah. Again, it is didn't. not for everybody. It's very silly. But I need silly. And I like that the format is very similar to some of my like good night bedtime shows. Like when I fall asleep yeah. to Parks and Rec or The Office shows that I'm not obsessed with. I actually love Parks and Rec. And The Office is obviously so funny. But I, I, I like that it has this format and then it's fun and it's a comedy. And even though it's from the episodes I remember saying you're right it is very different than those two shows I just mentioned but I that's the kind of comedy ensemble show I'm craving that right now and I a new one would be even better it's very fun I've heard season four takes a serious dip in quality so I may skip it but I think so far I loved one and two and I'm loving three so I think you definitely get plenty of episodes and there's like 23 episodes a season or something because it was like a network tv show so it's really mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah, it feels good. so good. What was Community on? I mean, was it on? I think it was on NBC. NBC, okay. It's, I have been, this is not sponsored, but I have been on Hulu more than ever. Netflix is usually my go-to like habit thing and then they pump me with a show at the top of it and I say, okay. And sometimes I like that yeah. show, sometimes I don't. Hulu of late, because I've been watching What We Do in the Shadows, because I've been watching Vanderpump Rules, it's just been like, I'm on Hulu now more. And that UX sucks. That's how you know we're not sponsored. Like, it's so hard to use Hulu. However, they have so many great shows. I feel like the whole Disney, Fox, how the FX shows now, but I just, like, 
and it, great movies. They've, true. they've nabbed a couple, like they got Parasite, Parasite first. Yep. And there's also just, if you scroll their movie section, you're like, oh, this is a lot of really quality movies. For me, every time I look at their movie section, I'm like, this is really quality movies that I haven't seen that I've been meaning to see. And that's like brilliant. Oh, they have it's Portrait so of a Lady on Fire. Yeah. Yes, which, which I, I haven't watched yet. Same. But every I, night I'm like, this I'm, week. I, okay. I said to. Well, it's hard. Like, it's hard to watch serious shit right now. I'm exactly. having a hard time with it. And I have heard yeah. it's so good. And it was so a movie I wanted to go to see in theaters, which is not to say that I won't see it at home because I don't know when I'll ever be in a movie theater again in my life. It's very depressing. But uh, yeah. No, you're like, uh, just like, shout out to Hulu. Like, really like how you've come into your own Hulu. Really impressed. Good job, Hulu. You have aged. Proud of well. you. Now just make it easier for me to find the other seasons of the show that I'm watching. Because I am always yes. like, wait, what do I, what, is it a star? Is it a, I can't, no. Yes, uh, completely. Also, Hulu, I will totally work for you. Like, <laughs> just be in touch. Call her beeper. She's oh, a bail. Goodness. Okay. Well, any other? Uh, I mean, if you want to consume the end of Sex and the City, we're doing our final recap of Sex and the City season one, the last two episodes on our Patreon. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash 51 first dates. And then we are moving on to rom-coms. So that'll be fun. We are. Oh, and also we just did an episode this week where we recapped two Sex and the City episodes that are about like life's big questions. Like One is about marriage and one is about having kids. So that was very fun and very like we got to Talk about our feelings a lot, which, you know, we enjoy. And also uh, talk about Samantha's st- toned abs and other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we but got, we're having a lot yeah. of fun over there. And any level of membership gets you access to our bonus episodes. And we're donating the first $500 we make on Patreon to Feeding America. So if you've been thinking about donating or just you need some content for your consumption, I think it's really I think it's really fun. I think we're having a really good time. And I think our, our patrons over there are liking it. And we're going to do a little sex in the city recap rap thing on in some kind of um like live format with our patreon members so if you have any interest in participating in that now's a great time to join and that's my pitch no it was a really good pitch i was like i will join so many times i listen to podcasts and they have a patreon and i'm like it just feels weird and there's a paywall but every time you just sign up it is it's great again if you don't love us, love us, then don't sign up for ours. But I'm just saying, if you like us shooting the shit, if you want to hear even juicier details, I do think, yeah, it's just a different type of content on the Patreon because there's that paywall and then you just get to be a little bit looser. Uh, yeah. Excited. Complete. Great pitch. Lead. I want to join. I Pitch. Pitching. Pitch. <laughs> um, okay. So today, like we said, we're going to do a quick listener question before we get into our discussion of how dating may change after this. Um and yeah, Kimmy, you want to read it or you want me to read it? I will totally read it. Okay. So this came from the secret Facebook group. We got permission as we do before reading it. So I have some dating from home questions that I'm hoping you guys may know the answers to. One, on Hinge, what happens when you both press the I'm ready to date from home button? I've been talking to this guy for forever and we really get on. But at this point, it feels bizarre to just be messaging a random person the whole time. I feel like he may have pressed that button and be waiting for me to press it too. What actually happens if you both press it? And two, 
What do you do about video date nerves? I thought I might be ready to try a Zoom date, but the other day I had a video call interview, not even for a job, just a super casual volunteering thing, and was so nervous that I had a horrible time even though it wasn't a pressured situation at all. It made me worry that I wouldn't be able to do a video date as I have a weird anxiety about vid calls. Would love to hear your thoughts slash stories, etc. Thanks. Okay, two very different questions, but both very tangible and valid, and we're going to dive into them. So, Liza, first and foremost, on Hinge, what happens when you both press the I'm ready to date from home button? So I am going to just take a moment to shout out Hannah Orenstein, who commented on this post in the secret Facebook group and who is the dating editor at Elite Daily and who knows way more about the dating apps than we do because we're trying, but it's been a minute. Uh, Yeah, the date from home button. So Hinge set this button up when quarantine happened basically you can both press this date I'm ready to date from home button and then it will tell you each the way hinge does like kind of like with a match that you've both pressed this button uh and then they do not send you into a video chat they just establish that for both of you so it's not like they're like now we're connecting you via zoom so that's basically what this button is so the other person just gets like an alert of like Kimmy is ready to date from home. Yes. So it's not an immediate video chat connection, which honestly I feel like they should be clear about if someone, like we're reading this person who's on the app writing in nervous to press it. But basically I think the most important part of this is that you wouldn't get alerted unless you both pressed it. Kind of like they do sometimes with the matches they email you or used to do because I'm, I'm sorry, we're both grandmas now. Yes, completely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a good job, Hinge. This is such a smart feature because it's true. It's like I think a lot of people are probably lurking on dating apps like as games right now because there's not a lot to do. I'm finding myself like constantly just looking for apps on my phone to kill time on. Social media is a little bit like slowing, I've noticed. I don't even... I don't even use social media a lot in life, but I've been using I've been on it more in quarantine because I don't have anything to do. So I feel like there's a lot of game of whatever. I can see a lot of lurkers right now. And I think it's so smart of Hinge to do this um, and just have it be yeah, like an opt in kind of situation. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of awkwardness around. Will someone think I'm too forward? And maybe not now. You all can totally update and correct us. But I think because it was not the norm, we had, you know, listeners write in saying pre-COVID, pre-quarantine by a lot, someone asked them to hop on the phone before their first date and they felt really weirded out by it. And I don't remember what I spewed out of my mouth, but I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, that's weird, but could be useful in terms of investment of time. However, I think what's smart about this hinge feature, and again, not unsponsored, is that it basically, you're, it takes the awkwardness out of being like, hey, do you want to hop on FaceTime? You've both indicated that you would be down to virtually date with a video chat and then it tells you. So it's like, oh, it won't be weird because this person is also on here down to video chat. It also just feels so smart. very hinge and I know they've branded themselves as the relationship app and it feels super smart because – I don't know. And I don't even know that this is happening because I feel like we haven't gotten a ton of, and maybe none, 
I don't feel like anyone's, you know, hopping on video chat and then whipping their dick out. Sorry. Like, that's the other version. But yeah, somehow- no, we haven't heard any horror stories about video chat dating. If you have them, if you have a worse video chat date, definitely Please. let yes. us know. I hope you do not because that sucks. But I'm yes, that curious is worst if anyone's case. experienced ickiness. It's feeling like chat roulette. Like, I haven't even heard about that on House Party, let's say. But yeah, uh, I, I could... I just like that it's kind of this, again, like another level of consent. Like, yes, yes. And then what I think is super cool, and I had to read a little bit about this, but Hinge has an in-app survey called We Met. You guys are all like, yeah, duh, Kimmy, we use it. But I'm telling Liza and maybe some people. I didn't know. (laughs) Um, There's also a way you can report whether or not your virtual date was a success. So even if someone did whip their dick out, you could be like, nah. You know? So I just – I like when apps take responsibility for the connections they're making. They don't, you know, need to make sure those connections are perfect. But they can make sure people feel safe and feel as comfortable as possible in this super weird time of dating. Yes. Completely. Well put. Um, okay, so the second part of this question is about video date nerves. I feel like this is so relatable. Like, I feel social awkwardness on video chats, even it, with everyone except, like, my closest friends and immediate family. I feel awkward talking to on video and have been trying to avoid it in general. It's awkward. It's like you don't know when to jump in. Even with Kimmy and my recordings, it's like sometimes it can be hard to totally know like if who's whose turn it is it's like it's it takes out a lot of human communication which is body language and presence and obviously you can you can get some of that from video chat but not anything so I mean I just want to I just want to validate that like video date nerves are so real slash relatable slash I feel you yeah and the vol like (laughs) it wasn't a job interview it was just for a volunteering thing and just feeling nervous it's that's actually a great comp for a first date even though first dates we we all tend to put a lot of stock into you know I'm going to be valued by what this other person thinks of me same with volunteering like in the grand scheme it doesn't matter you're both trying to do a good thing it it doesn't even have the stakes of a job interview however it's still fucking scary so I I like that as an example I think for me the thing I hate about video chats on top of the awkwardness of communication is just how aware I am of every single thing I'm saying or doing including what I look like and my angle and how bad my hair looks especially if you you know see yourself in the video chat so I think Liza did you you had a good solution for this with a post-it no oh yeah put a post-it over your own video I honestly think that helps a lot um just to just to take that extra layer of thinking about like what is my face doing right now or how am I reacting to something we all are guilty of staring at ourselves in video chat because it's really hard to have your own face speaking in a conversation reflected back to you because that's not a thing we usually get to see so seeing it is a little bit like oh my god that's what I look like when I have a conversation uh so I think covering your own face is a great idea but I also think especially on a date you can you know, after a couple minutes of talking, you can also be like, I feel so awkward about video chatting. Do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. I really believe in taking the air out of something by giving voice to it. That's why we do worst first dates. Yeah, like, I true. think that as soon as you say something, it can have a lot less power. So, you know, I wouldn't that I wouldn't have that be the first thing you say, because then it, it, you know, 
is going to make the whole thing strange. But if you're chatting, you're like, oh, my God, it's tough to to date remotely because I feel so awkward on video. It's like a very hard to have video chats when you're it's hard when you're not in person. And I think you can say it in a way that's not um, uh, that, that just makes it like, isn't that isn't I think everyone feels this way. So I think you can use that as a point of connecting with someone of like, isn't it weird to date on video? Like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, no, I um, completely agree. And I think. Another thought I'm just having is I'm trying to think of the best app for not looking at yourself. On Zoom, I tend to look at myself a ton, and that's probably a smaller square slash rectangle than FaceTime. Uh, I I don't know. I I think there's a way, though, in maybe Zoom or some of these apps to make sure your face is not on the screen. I don't know. It's tricky. It's very tricky. Sometimes if you turn your camera – I know on Google Hangouts, if you turn your camera off, it'll – It'll also, but oh, you, but you don't want to turn your camera off on a date. Uh, what am I talking yeah. about? <laughs> it's yeah, unfortunate. I wish that these things would offer an option to not see our own dumb faces. But you know, I think that doing some kind of covering is really helpful. And then if you don't want to, if you don't want to give voice to to the to the nerves or to how awkward you feel, um, I think you can also just remember that like mostly our own awkwardness is in our own heads mm-hmm. or, or, or not even awkwardness, but I think you can just take a breath. And if there's weirdness in the back and forth, um, just remember that everyone is video chatting constantly. And these little moments that feel awkward to us are not things the other person is going to remember because we all are video chatting constantly. And there's a million of them a day because video chats are awkward. Yeah. And just, as much as I'm saying it's not like an interview, I have been interviewing of late. And I think for me, I get really stressed before interviews and especially actually video interviews. I much prefer a phone or in person. That's sorry. I'm just that's just dawning on me. That's really interesting. Even pre-COVID, I loved phone screens and then getting to a point where you were in person and that's how you met face to face. Uh I think that for me, before an interview, I love to prep, but then sometimes prepping answers becomes really inorganic, and it's more about actually listening to that other person, which again, sounds super basic, but as much as you can, whether it's doing going for a walk before your date or doing a little quick breathing exercise or meditation, I'm not trying to be too cheesy and woo-woo, but whatever it is for you that honestly you would maybe do to calm yourself down before an interview... I, my entire life, have had issues with kind of an anxiety that manifests in shaky hands when I'm really nervous with that I truly cannot control. I don't know what happens. It used to happen way back in the day when I would go on auditions and like my, the, you always hold your your little script for your three lines that you're reading, even though you don't, you have to have them memorized and I'd be shaking. And I think whatever, again, whatever your thing is to calm yourself down kind of immediately before something that makes you nervous, maybe do that before your date, you know? the the mantra whatever it is and then hop on that date and try your best to just as we should try on first dates put all your attention on the other person it's yeah so hard but no it's a good time to practice that and to, to hold yourself to that you know there's no there's no bigger challenge than focusing on the other person when you're also literally staring at your own face and I think it's a good it's a good it could be a good exercise if you're in the right headspace Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think sometimes I have anxiety sometimes about ending video calls. I think you can also say, you know, if you're texting, you're setting it up, just, you can say over text like, oh, just by the way, it'll say your date's at six, but it's just say like, oh, just by the way, I have to get off by like no later than 715. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have to give an explanation or anything, but just put it out there. And then you at least know that if you're in this video date and you feel weird, you know, you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have to run. Yep. I have to, you know, my mom's cooking dinner. I got to call my family, whatever. It doesn't matter. Again, you yeah, don't need to lie, but you calling. can just say, I just have yeah. to get off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think sometimes building those parameters for yourself is like helpful. A hundred percent because there's nothing, I mean, even my, I'm thinking of Zoom happy hours, which I've really slowed down on to be quite honest. Hanging out with friends in kind of a group setting on a Zoom happy hour, like friends I'm very close to from college, there's always a time period where people start to kind of fall off from it or just be ready to be done. And it feels like it's a pretty short window. It's like a hangout that would be so natural to go on for like seven hours in real life if we were all on a weekend together gets cut off at about an hour and a half because everybody feels kind of weird on video chat. Also, my theory that I haven't tried is just if you don't have a professional Zoom app, do the free Zoom and then you have a 40-minute cutoff no matter what. It's the same thing as when the bartender comes back around and is like, do you want a second drink? I don't know. That's my – I still that think that's a brilliant idea. But smart. We don't know. That's very smart. <laughs> we'll find out. I think it's very smart. And then I'll just add before we wrap this question that um, – in the comments on this post, uh, our listener updated us about talking about this on the podcast. She also said, um, I didn't want to press the button on Hinge. So instead I said, hey, want to speak on WhatsApp instead and sent my number. He texted me and said, I did actually want to ask you for your number, but I'm really, really bad with this stuff. Since then we've been talking loads over text and he's really good at asking questions, etc. I feel like she's British, right? Or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, However, he hasn't asked – sorry, that was just a, a – because I love it. I'm like, me saying loads. This feels so fun. I want to be more eloquent. Um, however, he still hasn't asked to video call, and seeing as I initiated swapping numbers, I feel like the ball's in his court now. However, if our conversation continues for like another month, I think I will just bite the bullet and suggest socially distanced drinks in the park that's legally allowed where I live now. And that is something I think we've been not encouraging, but – we have a global audience. Wow, that sounds fancy. We have some listeners in some other countries, which is really cool. And even, you know, across the nation, I think there's a world where, Liza, correct me if I'm wrong, mask on or mask off, but socially distanced walks or like very socially distanced hangs could start to become appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's absolutely a thing. People are doing it. I think that you have to, like, we're not we're not experts so you have no. to everyone has to be smart about their own health um and the rules and regulations in their area and follow the cdc guidelines if you're in america and you know obviously all of those things but we are going to start to get to the point where you know you ca- we are going to start socializing in a very new and different way so yeah there'll be ways that we can go on distant states and you know, put our masks on and hang out in the same general area <laughs> and, and ask someone how many siblings they have. Yeah. And we're going to be getting into that, too. Um, yes, we will. As things be as that becomes more of the more of the norm. Um, Liza, yeah, that's great. I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I want to ask you a question. No, finish your thought. Sorry. Uh, it's the video call. It's so dramatic. I, I know. Goddamn video right right calls. This is poor connection, so I can't even see you on FaceTime. Oh, no. Okay. No, but um, I can hear you perfectly, so that's the whole thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was just going to say that, yeah, I think that it's it's um, it's funny because before any of this was happening, quarantine-wise, there were people who were slow to move from chatting to dates, 
and now there's even more uh kind of ways to be slow about that it's harder to go we can't go on dates so it's harder to move things along when you're just meeting in these virtual ways but i think that if it gets to a point where you feel like he hasn't moved anything forward or it's just chatting or he hasn't suggested you know a phone call or anything like that um then i think that you can also probably accept that maybe he is one of those people who who keeps things casual or ask him like so how do you see dating working in covid like do you want to talk on the phone or is this just for a friendship like how are you envisioning your dating life in covid working yeah being direct is great because i think you can be direct in this time and it's not you're not adding any real pressure because it is truly a weird time everyone might have a different answer to the question Liza just asked like how how are you approaching dating in covid i feel there there's this kind of hall pass to just ask some more questions or understand what a person is looking for because it's such a weird time. You should always be able to ask someone what they're looking for in regular times, but I don't know. I just feel like the stakes are so high around meeting or being around new people or even getting to know new people because we don't know when this will end or when you could actually spend time together. And I just, yeah, I think like take that as a weird opportunity to be more direct or open and then not take it personally because honestly it could just be that they're not comfortable yeah and this is the there are some there is some safety in that dude if you are just chatting via text like you can't take anything personally because this person objectively does not know you yeah like it there is no way it can be about you can only be about their shit so so yep i think it's a great time to, to again like i was saying the practice of really listening to other people i think it's also a great time to practice being really direct because it's easier now because we are all at a distance from each other yeah physically and in early dating emotionally and you know etc etc i agree liza i was going to ask you would you prefer a facetime date or a phone date after you moved from texting during quarantine times i i think i would prefer a facetime date only because i i think the phone with all of FaceTime's imperfections, I still think you get more information than mm-hmm. on the phone. I agree. I think you still have a better sense of the person, a better sense of how to communicate. You know, you can make eye contact. You can check out someone's body language. You can check out someone's home. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. That's See what their bedroom's like. Is it messy? I know I love seeing inside. I love seeing inside celebrities' homes and their little... You know, the different things they're doing. Absolutely. And it feels so odd to see inside of certain celebrity homes. It's just a podcast I listen to, Keep It. I think he's mentioned it a couple times, but Louis Vertel, one of the guests, keeps saying, you know, I should not have seen inside Meryl Streep's home when she did that. um, Yes. Like, that was, I shouldn't know what that looks like. (laughs) Totally. The celebrities that, like, are more private. It's amazing. Where you're like, oh, my God, this is your office this is Meryl Streep's office like that's so fucking tight or you see their zoom names I love when her zoom name is M.S. Gummer like her her husband's last name is Gummer so it's like you know obviously a lot of celebrities have secret email addresses and and zoom names and stuff like that but no it's even just stuff like that I was like ooh, yeah anyway um let's take a really quick ad break and then we're going to come back and talk about uh how how coronavirus could potentially change dating Forever or not. Forever. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. 
Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, Liza, let us break down how we think dating will change. So to set us all up, we're going to go through 10 semi-specific. Some of them are just broader, like, chunks of thoughts, um, aspects, topics that come up in early dating and break down how we think they will change. A lot of this is inspired by the slew of articles released on the internet off a lot of them were like late April just for some context like every single publication on the internet wrote about how how dating will change forever and just to get us all on the same page I thought it could be fun slash maybe it'll be boring and we'll cut it out to just read a brief little bit from a Vanity Fair article called Coronavirus Could Change Dating Forever by Kenzie Bryant just to like you know, get our juices flowing. Liza, if it's terrible, we'll cut it out. But it's I'm just going to read a quick little paragraph. Okay. Do it. Dating, which has changed so much within the last decade, has morphed once again. No, I won't do it like that the whole time. There are even After more... voice. <laughs> there are even more risks to consider and potentially greater rewards. Sickness, sickness and death on one end. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> but on the other, human connection... Uh, at a time of mandated loneliness, will the relationships that come out of all of this last? What Or will... It be like typical dating app use. Some hits, a lot of misses, and plenty of gross messages and questionable profiles. What will it be like for couples on the other side of this? More specifically, um, and maybe because I'm about to graduate from this school, but as Benjamin, as Dr. Benjamin Carney, a professor of social psychology at the University of California, Los Angeles, put it, this is another chance to negotiate. I just this is the part I like really wanted to read. Couples new and old negotiate everything already. Now there's a new thing, which is how are we going to protect ourselves from the coronavirus, he said. Is six feet okay or should we do 12 feet to be safe? Do we get delivery only or go to the, go to the grocery store at off hours with a mask? Do we agree to hang out after two weeks of not seeing anyone else or fudge the numbers a bit? Couples who negotiate differences well will be at an advantage, he said. But couples who don't negotiate differences well will have yet another challenge. And again, this article is from late April. A lot of these articles are from late April. But I think that negotiation thing is what I think would be interesting to think about as we go through these early date things and now as things open up a bit more what are you negotiating with the people you meet online who you want to go on dates with and how will things change you know yeah you know what's so funny is it's not unlike the decision about when to have sex with someone you're dating yep we will go we'll get into sex in our list of 10 10 different things about dating more deeply but it's like you are deciding to put yourself in a potential situation where your body chemistry is affecting another person's body chemistry. And you could be putting yourself in a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. You're exposing yourself to somebody else's like fucking germs and and, you know, infections and viruses and all of that. And you're doing it 
because of like you you run like a risk benefit analysis and you decide how to do it in a way that is safe and within your comfort zone like it's not that different it's just unprecedented i saw a hilarious tweet the other day that was like oh damn i miss precedented times (laughs) made me (laughs) it just made me laugh it's so stupid this is like a joke i'm like i wish i had thought of that um yeah no it's very good especially because unprecedented it's like unprecedented and then stay safe have been the the three words of yes completely even i Uh, if you follow me on instagram sorry this is a quick diversion but liza do you remember when i posted um i got texts from a wrong number oh my gosh i should Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the group would appreciate this. Someone was very mad at their partner, boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, lover, I don't know. And they were texting my number nonstop. (laughs) Nonstop in a way that I finally had to shut it down. And I said, I'm sorry, I think you have the wrong number because it was like a text a minute and all these like bitmoji faces and she was so mad at him and I was like, I'm not him. And then she clearly like, like she called me and it went to voicemail. And I was like, hi, I'm Kimmy. And she wrote back like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Stay safe. It was like, I'm so embarrassed, but stay safe. It was like, you, you don't have to put stay oh safe at this point. Like, yeah, like was, we're okay. good. Yeah. Oh my God. So anyway, I need funny. to post that on 51 first dates because I'm sorry. It was, it was incredible. Yes. Like, yeah. Poor, uh, yeah. poor woman. I oh hope my God. She's okay. Okay. Please anyway. post it. I want to see it again. Okay. <laughs> this is the content I need. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this is this idea of negotiation is so smart. I mean, we're even doing it now with like, like we were saying, people's decisions to reenter the world and how to distance and what to do and whatever. We're all constantly in a thing where I'm like, this is what I feel comfortable and safe with. What do you feel comfortable and safe with? Can we? get on the same page as that some people don't have aren't on the same page as that with their partners their roommates their families like we've been hearing a lot of those stories mm-hmm. so it's really interesting with dating because it's a literal stranger and you have to get to a point where you get on the same page with that yes and you know negotiation tactics are you know complex some people are very good at them some people are very terrible at negotiations i i, I yes i almost want to do a whole episode on negotiations and dating because of this doctor yeah from UCLA who I, I just really liked thinking about that but let's start it start breaking down our top not top 10 it is not a ranking but the first these are kind of in order of the way they would happen in dating Liza so we didn't come up with a great name for this but all of the pre-date screening quote-unquote texting dating app stuff how do you think that will change going forward will FaceTime be more normal before going on a first date so you don't have to go on a you put your makeup on in the same way I don't know I feel like we should also clarify, like, to me, I'm talking like in the next year, pre-vaccine, but post some restrictions being lifted, maybe, you know? Yes. Like, I think that's kind of the range we're thinking about. Agreed. But Though I will this, just posit that it a lot will change for a lot longer, even yes. if things get oh, totally totally. Normal. Yeah. Things will change permanently, and we will do an episode about that when when we change, when they change. That'll oh, be our boy. celebratory episode. But um, I mean, I think pre-date, like I feel like FaceTime, a, a FaceTime or video date before you meet in person, I feel like it's going to become almost mandatory mm-hmm. because it's like who wants to take the risk of meeting someone in person and do all the rigmarole of like, OK, masks, no masks, hug, no hug, distance, how much distance, where, where can we be? Where is it? What about, do we bring drinks with us to this park or whatever it is you know like Mm -hmm. obviously all those things are possible but I feel like 
you don't want to go to all those trouble all that trouble and have all those conversations with someone you haven't at least video chatted with right yeah no I completely agree it's funny I feel like everything that we've preached on this date is not corona proof so we were like dating is a numbers game go on a lot of dates this isn't exactly what we preach we preach changing up your dating and for me and then our daters it's been like just go on more dates so that's not a great idea according to the CDC meeting a lot of strangers also we've been very get on the date sooner than later don't do the preemptive chatting pen palling but all of that is out the window our theories do not apply during corona times and I do think if you're gonna potentially potentially because I think this is coming back next winter I mean it's still here it is cases are still spiking despite everything starting to feel more normal I think if you're going to put quite literally risk your life or risk the other person's life in a way yeah why why wouldn't you be FaceTiming? I don't I don't think that's going to change for a while. Some sort of screening, video chatting process first. And if that goes well, then you meet up for a walk, you know? Yeah. And honestly, I feel like we should fucking carry that into regular life. Too. Yeah. I just think it makes sense. It's like you don't have the same amount of energy, time, and money that you have to put into really a first meeting where you know pretty quickly if you like someone's vibe or not. Yeah, it's. Oh, I'm just having this moment where I'm like, I wonder what date 13 would have been like on a video screen and if I would have liked him. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That is the flip side. It's like there is that kind of ineffable quality you get when you meet someone in person and you may lose out on some of some people who you might like a lot only because they don't come across as well in video or you don't like the decor of their apartment. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, like shit like that, like shit that doesn't really matter except that when I first went to day 13's apartment I was like "Ooh, this is very impeccably <laughs> without being too impeccable I, I, I like yeah. your apartment like he had a job. great apartment yeah um no it's weird I'm thinking you also don't stare at each other's faces on a first date that often if you're sitting at a bar even if you're sitting at a table I don't know I feel like you're looking at a lot of things I'm just I'm sorry I'm literally taking my first date with day 13 and imagining it on video chat and wondering what that would have been like Ooh, I don't know. I can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I'm even thinking about the first extended time I hung out with Jeff after, like, we graduated college and I didn't see him or keep in touch with him for for a bunch of time. Like, we went for drinks and hung out for a while and had a good time, just not in a – was not a date. It was friendship only. But it was uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I left that being like, oh, I like him. And I don't know, video chats do have this tone of, like, interview, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird, you know? Like, it is, it does feel a little bit, everything feels like it has to have more of a purpose on video. It's hard for there to be natural pauses in the conversation. It's hard to feel out someone's kind of energy through their body language you can't make any physical contact. It's hard to flirt. Like, you can't. I just don't think you can really flirt in video chat without looking like a cam girl. Like, you know, <laughs> like, how would you Welcome even do that? You know? Uh, no, yeah, exactly. I don't know. But I'm yeah. thinking, like, for me personally, and this is because I do enjoy having a beverage on a first date, an adult beverage. I would know that I was into the person if I was, like, getting tipsy on FaceTime with someone on a first date. Like, ooh, I'll have another drink. Like, that would be the sweet spot. Like, part of me is, yeah. like, just get really drunk and FaceTime someone for if you're really nervous about getting over the hump. But not not a good idea. Don't do it. Do not ever listen to things that come out of my mouth. Or get really drunk and have a practice 
practice drunk FaceTime date with your friend. Yes, with your something. friend. I don't know. But I do think that yeah. this like screening of some sort will last um, in some way, shape or form, especially as we come out of quarantine again, to Liza, at your point in the next year or so. Yeah, we'll just all be more cautious. So you will take additional steps. And I think one of those steps is yeah. let's just like meet each other virtually first and see how we feel. Yeah. And then maybe that will. And I people. think there's going to be. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Video chat. No, it's it's our fault. You know, we're just making you all feel really inspired to get on video chats. Actually, the problem is that I can't see you right now, though. So maybe this is better um, video more than phone. But I, no, I was just going to say maybe it affects like the ratio, the ratio, the radius of people you're willing to look at, etc. As much as that could then be complicated later. I'm in a long distance relationship right now. I don't know. In L.A., people don't like leaving their neighborhoods, but maybe because of quarantine, you're more okay like living in Santa Monica. We're down to chat with someone in Silver Lake, whereas you two would never find a way to meet in the middle. Like, the, or so I've heard. Yeah, it's like or the opposite. Like, I feel like in London and New York, I'm hearing a lot of stories about how like you cannot get around London, and with with public transportation shut down again, depending on where you live, maybe it's like okay, gotta date in my neighborhood for the first time, which sure. again, it's not so much of a thing in New York. A lot of that could be affected. However, I think a big thing that we are going to see is like so much more texting back and forth forever, which is one of our biggest mm-hmm. dating pet peeves here on this podcast. We are always saying, stop texting, get on a date, don't be texting back and don't be on the app, don't do app chat back and forth forever, don't text back and forth a million times. You're only going to, the, you know, if you have great texting and app chat, you're setting yourself up to be let down. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, you're it's gonna peter out and be awkward. Like it's lose lose. Just yeah. get on the date. No, that part that's the downside. The upside is like I do like this litmus test of like, is someone willing to even invest the time in meeting me on FaceTime and then seeing me in person? I've heard from some friends, seen the text actually, that some people are just unabashedly out there on these dating apps being like, yeah, I've been going on regular dates. Like, uh, not even with masks. Like, do you want to hang out? Like, you know who's trying to just fuck in these times more than ever. So just. God. And that's tricky because you also have to be like, I think you also in your vetting process have to ask people if they've been going on a lot of dates. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to be out with someone who isn't taking it as seriously as you are. It's you know, such a, you know, whatever, waste of your time. Yeah. The time you're putting into being careful. It, it sucks. I hate that. Okay. Should we do number two, date spots and how we think those will change? This is really yeah. wild because I feel like right now the only appropriate date spot is a socially distanced walk or like walk to a lawn and hang. have heard a little bit about people like car to car shouting at each other, but I don't really understand that. Um, uh, I, what I see of people going to restaurants is that it's outdoor eating only in certain states. Again, I would not feel comfortable or interested in doing this. And you don't have anyone around you. And the waiters are wearing masks, which is great and okay. But it any social media I've seen of this, it does not look appealing to me. Because what I love about Same. being in a restaurant or a bar is the crowded atmosphere, being close to each other, getting close to all the, I don't know. It just nothing about that feels appealing to me. So how do you think, Liza, date spots will change and for how long? I mean, it's going to be really tricky to find creative and unique date spots. It's going to be meeting up in parking lots and parks and and outside of places. And it's like high school. Yeah. Parking lots. It's Fun. yes, it <laughs> so is. It's like you have to get creative. You don't you, you can't go anywhere. 
that is exciting. It's going to be a lot of that. Um, I think that, you know, this isn't great for a first date, but like after you've been on a couple distance dates, if someone has a backyard or a fire pit or like a barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, I could see someone being like, come over and I'll grill for you and we'll sit outside or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's like, you know, text on the app, FaceTime date for 40 minutes. This is, I'm crafting the ideal scenario. You like each other. You do a social distance walk, maybe, uh, you know, just with coffees or with cocktails that you each bring. Super cute would have been if in between those two dates, you know, they sent like your favorite pizza to your house is like, I don't know. Like there's, there are cute things that could happen in between there. After your walk, you're still feeling the vibe. You feel really safe around this person. Maybe you do a sit down in either one of your front yards or like a very accessible yard or a park. Fourth date, it's backyard or like if you have a garage. Yeah, you got to give it some time. You got to like stay safe because I don't want to say anything. It's so weird. And again, this is me and my version of things where I don't like having people to my apartment very soon at all in regular time. So I don't know. That's my that's my trajectory. I think the the great outdoors has never been more valuable, even just for seeing friends, you know, yeah. being outside and six feet away as possible. And that's what I'm looking forward to, hopefully, this summer. Yes, absolutely. And masks. You know, my boyfriend, Governor Cuomo, has been talking a lot about the infection rate amongst essential workers and how it's lower than the general population because they wash their hands and wear masks. Yep. I'm um, not a scientist, but Governor Cuomo will tell you watch his briefings um he's attractive (laughs) this is bad that i um am objectifying sweet sweet gov cuomo no uh, objectify away so speaking of masks though what what is the like date outfits i know that seems a little silly but like i don't see people wearing gloves on dates gloves are a whole thing but masks like will there be first dates with masks that is my big question completely let's say you went on a social distance walk with cocktails or coffee you don't want to be touching your face, taking it down, up, down, up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I just wonder yeah, how I masks think there's going to be less. Totally. And also, just on the topic of date outfits, I think that everyone is going to be so much more casual because it feels so nuts to dress up right now. Yeah, you're like, all going to dress feels... like you live in L.A. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to be like I put on jeans the other night just to eat dinner because I was like, I should put jeans on. I don't know. It just maybe it'll feel good. And I took them off maybe like 75 minutes later but it was it felt weird like I'm sure that if I was going on a date I would put on jeans and like but I don't think I would go crazier than jeans and a t-shirt or jeans and a sweater because there's something about it that feels um it just doesn't feel like it makes sense I don't even know why yeah in my dream world of that I was saying before, that first walk date, I'd be like, do you want to just, you know, wear our, our normal walk around the neighborhood clothes? Like, I would just say something. Because yeah. first of all, you'd look more normal walking around that neighborhood. Yeah. And second, like, it would be comfy. And like, the only new things I've bought are like little spandex shorts. And maybe I look cute in them. I don't know. My butt's totally. getting big these days. But who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I would just say, FYI, I'm wearing athleisure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my, um, my leggings. Um, all right. So what about you get on the date? The This is number four on our list. The greeting, the hello. This is always weird no matter what. We've talked about how weird hugs versus handshakes are. Oh, my goodness. The other day, date 13 was on a walk and met a neighbor who tried to shake his hand. Like, what? 
like, no, no, no. Oh my God, what did he do? He, he was like, said, no, I. Thanks. it was too awkward. And I put my hand in his hand and then went home and washed it. I was like, no, oh my it's God. A, yeah, because it's oh hard to turn God. it down. It's very socially awkward. But anyway. It, it's ingrained in us to not be not to be socially awkward. I think we should. I feel like on these, I've been trying to get ahead of it by just mm-hmm. when I see someone, you know, there have been times when, you know, whatever my... My uncle dropped something off at my house and we were talking to her, but I would just open the door and go, social distance, hello, and like do like a big wave. Just yeah. try to just set the tone immediately so they're not trying to move in for the hug or anything. But... I think this is where we need to talk about like forevermore or like a year and a half from now. Do you think people yeah. ever kiss each other on the cheek or like lean in to hug a stranger for the first time they're meeting again or even shake hands? I don't. It's a good question. I mean, I I would love us to move towards, you know, in in japan like they don't shake hands or touch each other on meeting they do a a little bow and whatever like it does seem just better yeah (laughs) smarter but it's tough because also i love hugs i enjoy i regularly hug strangers not strangers but if i'm meeting like a friend's friend or a friend's boyfriend or a family member of a friend i'll be like oh like hug you know i'm a i'm a genuinely usually a hugger for friendship level people um, but it does feel unnecessary, especially in like business. And it's like, I don't need to touch people I work with. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. And I think on a first date, I don't love the hug. It just feels so awkward, but like it feels ruder, root, more rude. It feels hmm, okay. Kimmy is educated, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel right to just kind of shake hands either. We've talked about yeah. this a bunch in the past. And now shaking hands to me is the thing I never want to do ever again. Yeah. However, I think going forward I would really like there to be no more first date hugs but that is where you get that first whiff of pheromones or like do you smell nice or do you smell too nice like axe body cologne you know there's something to like getting close for a brief moment we're humans smells matter I don't know that's that's my thought yeah I mean I I think that somehow we as human beings like to do some kind of uh gestural greeting like it's pretty cross-cultural that people do something upon greeting each other i i would like to hope it is gonna lean more in the direction of a bow or a wave or a some kind of hand salute like a a, um, gesture i'm making on my body and not with your body (laughs) but i think it's so ingrained in america to the, the handshake the hug like we're such a physically affectionate culture and on a first, um, I have a hard time seeing it go away completely. Yeah, I just and on the first date, it sets up like this is a more intimate potential relationship. It's not just yeah. meeting someone for a networking drink. You know, it like yeah, that. Like, that's the first when, establishment. Totally. Remember when Olivia or I think Olivia was talking about a first date that went in for a handshake, and we were all like, "Oh <gasps> no!" You know, it's like it's true. It does say a lot about what you're there for. What's the purpose of this? Yeah, and then I don't know. Yeah, I think with masks, too, maybe, like, leaning in would be more okay. And you could have a cute mask on. I don't know. I'm just making things up now. But it's it's quite odd. I don't know how that goes in the future. Um, maybe we just become like dogs and we sniff each other's butts, you know? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> no, but there is – I know it sounds gross, but I do think there's something to, like, getting a little close to someone and seeing what that that feels like, whether it's real yeah. smells or, like, pheromone stuff. I don't know. That – feels valuable to me in a weird way but it also doesn't feel so important that I would ever lean in 
in yeah. any near part of the future to a stranger. I also don't no. love hugs. Big wave. I, yeah. Someone, uh, yeah. Mm, eh, mm. Okay. Um. Okay. So we let's see. The next one is date topics. I guess. And thinking about sorry, just in case it was confusing, I was thinking about this kind of like you know. Obviously, like how COVID will be the new weather forever or like uh, especially on the early dates, even when things get fully back to normal, like the first times going out, which again, it's not going to look normal. It's going to be six feet apart, randomly half empty restaurants. It's going to be so terrible and awful. I don't want to go, but you might want to go. And when it's safe to do so, if you go, I just what? How do you almost navigate that? How long can you spend on COVID? (laughs) Like. Well, it's also strange because there's not like a ton going on. And I feel like a lot of the questions are going to be like, well, what was your life like before? What did you do for fun? Where did you? Oh, do you like this restaurant? Like a lot of stuff we talk about. I've been Mm -hmm. finding this in my Zoom calls. It's like, well, we're not up to anything. I can't talk to you about what, what I'm up to. I'm not up to anything. Like, I'm just up to staying inside. That's what I'm up to. And it's the same thing as you. It's been the same thing for two months now or whatever. But I, I think that it's going to be – date topics are going to veer a lot more towards, like, the before time and the now time. Um, And so it's going to be hard to escape. I feel like it's going to be – you're going to have to be intentional about talking about stuff that's not COVID-related you're gonna have to really make an effort to be like okay what do you do what did you do for fun before this happened what what's your tell me your favorite trip you've ever taken i don't know obviously those types of pointed date questions are not don't feel organic but in order to get the fuck out of covid conversation territory i think that those pointed questions might be more necessary yeah like and and like 26 questions style like deeper questions too maybe uh because i feel like you know if if covid like quarantine is the new weather then like bread baking or the things that are really boring to talk about are the new like what restaurants do you like to go to or what do you do on weekends and all of this becomes just as boring and dry as it was before because they're the same things people are asking each other so you know what will be good forever and this is just because I love talking about it on first dates but content what you're up to like what tv you're watching etc I mean I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I do think, yeah, it's going to take some creativity and that will, that's a way, it's a strategic way to have a better first date. You know, if you like someone and you're not just talking about quarantine, you're asking interesting questions about things that do not pertain to this weird time, of course you should acknowledge it. You shouldn't act like it didn't happen because it's happening um, and it will continue to happen. The world is definitely changed, but if you can, you know, cut through and really still ask a person genuine questions about themselves i think that's important yeah completely um okay number seven. Oh no number six ordering i guess like ordering food and drinks like will that happen again <laughs> do you each this order your own question. thing do you, uh, of and course- i think we can lump in ordering and paying a little bit because i think mm-hmm. this, so six and seven are ordering and paying and i feel like they're going to go hand in hand like for a lot of these distancing dates, there's going to be nothing you can buy or do or even bring. Like, obviously, it would be cute if you were like, I'm going to bring you a bottle of wine, but it's like then you're a, a this, a that, a beer, a seltzer. It's like, yeah, but I don't really want to drink a can of something that you've touched. It's like, you know, it would be so cute if you brought like a white claw or a canned something in a Ziploc baggie 
with a Clorox wipe in another Ziploc baggie and gave both to your date. Like, I just think it's cute. Even though you don't want to drink Clorox, like the fact that the can is already in the Ziploc baggie. Okay. I just, I don't know why I find that very cute. (laughs) Or I think like if you could decide together beforehand, be like, okay, what are you bringing? I'm going to bring a can of this. Like you bring a can of that or something. And just like, okay, look, we both have a little, a little thing to drink from six feet away. Um, but yeah, the, there's nothing to order really. And then paying becomes not a thing. And this is, I think, something that's tricky because I feel like treating each other is such a big part of early dating. And it's mm-hmm. a, it makes it an event. It makes it special. And I mean, we've talked about like ordering ordering takeout to someone's house or sending takeout to someone's house being like, what are you doing tonight? Like, let's get a video. Let's have a video chat and I'm going to send you your favorite takeout. Like, what are you what do you like to eat? Or we're going to get the same takeout delivered separate. Like, you, I'm going to get takeout delivered to my house and I'm going to get the same thing ordered to your house and we'll get on video chat and eat it or whatever. Like, there are ways to do it, but it's going to be tricky to make dates feel like a special event. Yeah. And even as things go back to normal again, you're not going to want to share food, which is a bummer because I am to, you know, my relationship, my partner, my boyfriend does not love that I'm always wanting to share everything because that's just my vibe when ordering. I love sharing. I like trying multiple things. I love small plates, blah, blah, blah. I don't need a whole steak, but I I mean, I don't know. But that will be weird. Like half a sip of my drink will be weird. Even if you're in a city where right now you can do to-go drinks or to-go coffees, then I think you just, what, do you each pay for your own thing because you don't want to give have this stranger hold your credit card and then you hold your credit card or I don't know I don't know it's that's probably way too into the minutia but it just feels like there's there's definitely getting creative about kind of giving each other treating each other as Liza put it will change yeah making it making it feel like you're putting a little thought into the other person and you know you can keep an eye out in in that way for if they're making it feel like they're putting a little thought into time with you yeah all right do first kisses ever come back this is number eight like on a first date so so obviously first kisses will come back at a point but like on a first date you know how often I feel like I was saying yeah we had a first kiss but it was just because it felt like we both felt like we had to that is what what happens to that does that never have to happen again god I mean it's definitely the thing that's crazy is there are still people who are out there who are trying to hook up and 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 have sex and blah, blah, blah. And that starts with kissing. So I hope people are being really... The thing that is cool is I think people should... I'm hoping this makes people even bigger into consent and, like, really checking if something is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to ask someone before you kiss them right now because of this. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would absolutely not want to kiss someone on a first date right now i would uh, to kiss someone i think you have to make an agreement that you're interested it's too much of a risk to kiss somebody who might just not text you back the next day or something right now because then it's like great and now i've got this person's germs and i gotta chill for 14 days to see if they gave me covid right again to the premise of this podcast 51 first dates well you you can't someone may be 51 first dating and then they're kissing everybody and then they're kissing you like oh my goodness covid's back and everything's terrible you know i don't know it sounds dramatic but it's like you wouldn't have sex without a condom when you didn't have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. like you you move to having sex without a condom when you have 
a committed relationship and trust with the other person and you've had a conversation about it in theory like that's how I think it should work and that sounds like very dramatic but it's not crazily dissimilar it's like you don't want to put your body in danger for someone who you're not really sure what you feel about them or how they feel about you or if they even have any interest in continuing the relationship or whatever it's just not worth it for a kiss kissing is gross anyway Our, uh, kissing is gross are people gonna kiss through masks like I don't think I'm again not a health professional I don't think that would really be that great. doesn't feel safe <laughs> like, don't do that but I'm just like is that a thing I think like I've seen like you know art putting people with people kissing through yeah. masks but doesn't kiss through a sheet of saran wrap like yeah I was like what's the condom of the the mouth <laughs> but yeah. I don't like, I brought a mouth condom, baby. We're good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest thing that's going to be awkward is if someone starts to lean in for a kiss or they say from six feet away with their mask on, can I kiss you? And you don't want to. Yep. You know, I think you have to similar because of is exactly what not to call out Tony. I would have done the exact same thing in that situation. But it's that same thing of sometimes when someone is making a, a move or um, extending themselves, putting themselves out there in some way for you. It, handshake kiss whatever offering a hug it can be hard to hold your space and just say no thank you I don't feel comfortable with it but again in this being in the theme of this being a good time to practice um some tough things like it is a good time to figure out your boundaries and stick to them and and communicate them mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's a whole thing my my okay and that leads us to sex slash the first time you go over someone's place <sighs> I like this new world because I was not that into having sex with strangers, but I know that not everyone feels that way. So what happens with this culture? This is really like you got to you got to know what you're about if you want. And we talked about going to to someone's place in a safe way, in like a backyardy, distancey way. But if you're like, okay, we're going to hang out in the same place as each other, and this is so different circumstance to circumstance. If you're mm-hmm. quarantining alone in an apartment and they're quarantining alone in an apartment and you've both been quarantining for two weeks and you're like, okay, we feel like this is a calculated risk. We are not seeing other people. We're not, you know, I'm not like going to see anyone in any other field of life for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Like... I think there are ways if you're both okay with that to just be like, all right, let's hang out at your house and or kiss and or have sex. We feel like we are in safe zones in a lot of ways. But again, it's like you really have to put a lot of trust in somebody that they haven't they're not like lying, you know, to break your quarantine means you have to trust that someone else has been quarantining well, which can be really hard to do. And even as quarantining is not such a thing, like, again, like six months from now, there's still like actually swap and spit hanging in houses with someone even if you have your own apartments like to your earlier point you've got to be more direct the amount of times I thought well I know kind of what page he's on about this being serious or not and was totally off base and they were going on all these other dates you know that's all got to be yes you've got to have the trust but you've got to be really real with yourself and like do I just trust this person kind of blindly even though I have this weird gut thing that's telling me they might be doing this with like three other people or do I really feel like we're in this together? I don't know. Like I, I'd love to think that, you know, all men and women and anybody's out there dating are responsible and careful. But I have seen based on, you know, d- screenshots on dating apps, 
hearing about dating behavior, hearing about like flying across the country behavior, hearing about people like coughing on liberal people in stores. You know, like there are wild stories out there. Some people are not taking this seriously at all. And I just think we all should just be very careful when that starts to normalize how much we're trusting other people. Sorry, that was my soapbox of the day, but... Not at all, Dang. but it's also it is another good trust exercise where it's like you're going to ha- we're all going to have to communicate more about steps that we didn't have to communicate in. I think there is a weird silver lining here where people who struggle to communicate are really going to have to communicate. Yeah. You have to talk about okay, well are you dating a lot of people right now because I don't want to come yeah. to your house. Exactly. If that's the case. And there's going to be a lot of questions you have to ask that before it could have just been like, oh, I'll just go and like maybe we'll have sex or not. I don't know. I'll see if I like him. Then like maybe later we'll have these conversations. I think there is a way that this is going to front load conversations about people's where people are at and what they're doing and how they're viewing things that could be helpful. I don't know. I agree. Kind of like the litmus test of like, is this person just looking for sex even right now on these apps because they're pressuring me? Again, this is if you're looking for maybe a relationship or something that's not sex. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think there is a silver lining here. And I do think it's interesting. I think a lot of us even now are lulled into some weird false sense of security with people we know. I think and I am not, you know, condemning this, but people, you know, having socially distanced barbecues. I'm sure a lot of people did that this weekend with family and friends they know. And it's because you trust those people to have taken care of themselves. Like with strangers, just it's really important to just remember it's it's really different. And even though the risk of interacting with any person is ultimately the same in a lot of ways, you just don't know how to trust them in that same way, if that makes sense. Yes, completely. All right. Second dates, Liza. Our final, you know, thing on this list. I guess maybe it's second dates slash further dates. But what do – I feel like second dates were always a thing we would encourage people to give – chance uh, take a chance on you know if they like the first person at all and I'm just curious about how that changes I almost think that our advice makes sense because you should invest if you're going on a first person in real life date in the time of COVID slash a little bit after and you're socially distant like there's a new level of investment there I feel like more second dates are going to happen that's my theory yeah Yeah, it's going to be different because it's going to be harder to do like those natural escalations of dates where it's like you go from drinks to dinner to maybe a more expensive dinner to maybe a concert or a thing to maybe going to someone's house and having sex. You know, the the way that dating kind of escalates in terms of commitment. Like here, it's going to be a lot of similar dates until you decide to make things probably a little bit more serious or exclusive. So I think second dates, third dates, fourth dates are going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be way more about the conversation. It is going to be slightly love is blind style. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a lot of distractions. It's going to be a lot about just how you two interact. So I, I do. Yeah, I think, again, there's worlds where this could be a purer form of dating. And it also is like, I feel like in a lot of third or fourth or fifth dates, sometimes it's like, oh, me and my friends and I are at this thing. Like, why don't you come? We're at this bar. We're at this concert. Like, come by. We're, my friend's having a party. Let's go. And obviously that can be instructive in some ways, too, or you can see someone in a new light in some ways that way. But it's also, yeah, there is something very pure about the way these these further dates can go. That yeah, I feel like there are a lot of weird dating silver linings as long as you're safe and smart. I agree because I was about to say, well, I love like getting to know their friends and see their friends. We all have social media. I actually did not like early bringing people around my friends personally. So yeah, no, I hate that. I waited a long time. So I agree with the silver linings. And I think 
the one thing about second dates is maybe, you know, this is super stereotypical, but everything we always talked about in New York dating and I really felt was, again, hetero, white, or not white, doesn't matter if they're white, but just straight men. I was going to say straight white men, but straight men in New York, you know, the numbers are in their favor. Uh, there's a lot, it's it's in all the Sex in the City episodes we're rewatching, checking them out check them out on Patreon, but it's always about what else is out there. I keep dating. Maybe because the risks to meeting more people are higher, second dates become more common and people take more time to explore the thing. I'm not saying they'll all turn into relationships, but rather than, eh, I'm busy. There's this, there's that. There is not. And I've already put myself six feet within this other person and I'm okay. And rather than add to that risk by going within another person six feet away, like maybe I, maybe I go with, the same person on the second date I don't know I kind of see that happening yeah yeah completely okay we did okay. it we did we conquered it our list wow that um, was an episode I mean an episode and I think it'll be interesting in later times like much later times when we have more of a sense of things to figure out how dating's gonna change forever but I I feel like if maybe these communicate it'll be interesting to see how the next year plays out with this type of dating because I think I really think it could result in people getting better at communicating or having clearer boundaries. Yes, and I have an idea, Liza. So if you haven't mm-hmm. reviewed the podcast yet on Apple Podcasts, comment. I mean, co- put five stars, please. And if you put five stars, no. Put five stars if you want. And then write. You can write like, I like this podcast, but also just write, I like this podcast. And this is how I think dating will change the most. Like maybe we can collect them there and then read some next time. And of course, I'm being selfish. We love reviews because every time we get a review, thank you all so much. Like new opportunities open up. A lot of feedback we get from the cooler guests we have on is, oh, I looked at your reviews and they were great. So thank you all so much for doing that. And that could be a fun way to collect. I mean, obviously email us too, 514statespod at gmail.com. However, I I don't know. That would be fun. And then we could get some more reviews. Hey. Yes, I love it. Um, And yeah, follow us, all the stuff. Check out our Patreon. We love you guys so much. Oh my God, we have been talking so long. <laughs> I, this is a thing. Well, sorry, I, mean, I took honest, up your Obviously, Kimmy and I just want to talk and hang out. Yep. Um, but we love you guys so much, and we hope you are staying sane. Hit us up. Email us at 514statespod.gmail.com. And we love you, and we will see you next week. Go on to something. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to say at the end. <laughs> love you. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.